0: Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to another episode. Let's jump straight into it. Now, you can probably tell from the title of this episode that we're going to be talking about Tareo, learning Tareo, and the options that are available for people that want to learn. And in particular, the growth and the explosion, I want to call it the explosion, not just the growth, the explosion of options that people have today to learn Tereo Māori, particularly in the online space, particularly particularly via digital means. There's just lots of options now compared to, you know, say four or five years ago. And in particular, I'm going to be exploring the question, has teaching Tereo Māori become commoditized? So what do we mean by commoditized? So when something becomes commoditized, it becomes a commodity and a simple definition or a simple way of ta- explaining that is a, a, a product or a service becomes commoditized when it becomes relatively indistinguishable from similar offering, offerings that are available. So in this case what I'm questioning is are there so many offerings now available for students wanting to learn today students or people wanting to learn today or Māori that they are all becoming somewhat similar and indistinguishable from one another and I would say it's maybe not completely commoditized you know when we think about commodities we think of, um, we think of wheat, oil, all of those sorts of things so it's obviously not that level but um, I really think playing field of kayako, of providers is, is really starting to become saturated. Like you go on Facebook now, you'll see that there's a whole range of people, there's a whole range of organizations that are offering courses now, offering training, all sorts of things like that. You'll see that there's lots of different courses out there that you can do. Zoom lessons have become quite the norm. There's a lot of people offering Zoom lessons, so you'd you, sign up to Zoom and you'd jump on a call, whether it's one-on-one or a group call with other people with a kayak call, and you'd go through a, a learning process, you know, it might be a call once a week, it might be a call every day, all of those sorts of things. Facebook groups have become, you know, absolutely prevalent for people that are running courses, you know, you put all of your students into a Facebook group and it becomes the the, the platform within which everyone interacts uh, with each other Um, and you know if you go back to my last podcast episode you'll understand the gripe that I have with Facebook Um, so yeah Zoom lessons are really popular Facebook groups um, are really prevalent as well Uh, I think from the student's perspective it's really beneficial like there's obviously a lot of choice now people have choice of what they want to do on the flip side of that though choice can become quite difficult because you've now got too much to choose from. You know, it's like when you walk into the takeaway store and you see the board there and there's about 200 different options of what you could buy and you sit there for 10 minutes umming and ahhing about what you want to do, what you want to choose. You know, it's a similar story with Terrell Resources. There's there's, oh man, there's hundreds of books Hundreds of tarot books available that you can buy. There's uh, online courses, let's call them a resource. There's you know there's videos. There's, there's all sorts of resources, and uh, I've always found that it's one thing that can really hold people back is that they don't really know where to start, and that, that's kind of one of the premises for starting in tarot. It actually gives you um, a, a clear pathway, a clear set of tracks that you can go along to learn. So for students, I think it's good that there's a lot of choice, but with that, it can also be a bit difficult because you don't quite know what to choose or who to go with or which organization to join. So on that note, how do these different teachers, these different kaioko, these different training organizations, how do they stand out and not look like a commodity not look like the same offering not look indistinguishable from everyone else's offerings well there's a few points that i think are really relevant here Um, probably the first one is social proof and and this isn't in any particular order um, but having social proof becomes really beneficial so if you've got some some third party validation from people if you've got some testimonials those sorts of things it makes makes it quite easy for people to go okay well you know this guy's or this person this guy this girl this lady this man they're telling me that this is a course that I should join but now I've got some sort of third party validation that says okay you know in my mind all right well someone else likes it then maybe I'll like it so I think that's the first part social proof is really important the next part is the uh, ability for whoever the kayako is or whatever the organization is, to actually connect with a particular audience, to connect with a particular type of person. You might say this is like a niche um, and being able to to target that particular niche of people. You know, if we break up um, a, a segment of people and we break them out into all these different demographics you know th- there's there's a range of types of people that we can connect with whether it's by age, whether it's by gender, whether it's by location all of those different factors that um, we can start applying to different people so being able to connect with a particular set of people means that th- that person is more likely to Resonate with you and and want to come and join you on that journey versus you know someone else. Um, for the starting in Tareo Maori copapa, uh, I I've found that this copapa resonates a lot with second language learners that have identity issues that have uh, have have fear, have shame around learning Tareo Maori. Um, they've maybe grown up in an environment where they wish they had the language for whatever reason but they didn't Um, and and that comes from the fact that I was in that same position too you know I've I've kind of lived the experience that they're going through at the moment so for me it, it makes it really easy to empathize with someone that is going through that struggle versus you know say another clinical that hasn't been through that experience um they may not be able to empathize with that person as well so um I, I think for me personally being able to resonate uh really well with those sorts of people is is sort of where my niche or where my branding sort of sits and, and being able to connect with those people so Um, Now, when I started out four years ago, when I started this Co-pop, about four years ago, it really was one of the only online learning platforms that were available for people. There there really wasn't as many as there are today. And at that time, it it felt like I was kind of going down this path alone, in a sense, like there just wasn't really anyone else doing it. Um, whereas you fast forward to now and, and going back to the question that I posed at the start has teaching become teaching today or become commoditized well now there's lots of people in this space there's lots of different people there's lots of different organizations offering these same services that I've been offering over the last few years and that kind of puts me in a position where I sort of sit back and, and ask myself well okay if if this whole space is starting to become somewhat saturated, where do, how how do I get to the next level? You know, how do I sort of differentiate? How do I offer something that's unique, that's fresh, that people want to engage with? For me, at a personal level, I've always been really interested in in learning new things and uh, with that, comes the, the the need and the desire internally to separate myself from the crowd, to to try and differentiate from what other people are offering. And to sum up this whole corridor and to go back I guess round back to the original question, has teaching Tareo to become commoditized? I think it's it's I probably wouldn't say commoditized in the sense of what you would typically look at as a commodity but it's definitely going down the path of there being a lot of people involved in teaching which uh, has its benefits and I, I think it's it's only a positive thing but for me personally I, I'm like at this pos- position where you know I kind of want to do something that goes to the next level you know where can we take this Kopapa? and you would have heard me in my last couple of episodes if you haven't already make sure you check those out are talking about two particular things that i'm gonna start or i'm investigating at the moment to try and go to that next level and and take this cope um to a new level that's distinguishable it's clearly distinguishable from everyone else that offers you know, similar services. And so those two items that I spoke about were uh, looking at a disruptive technology. And over the next few episodes, I'm going to talk more about this. Um, It's based on the blockchain technology and it's something that I'm really really excited about it's I, I, I know people get a little bit heebie-jeebie when they hear the words cryptocurrency and it's it's not really cryptocurrency it's not any of that It's something to do with the blockchain technology though so I'm going to have a, a talk about that because I think it's something that's really exciting and, and will basically take over the world and the the other uh, part that I've been exploring is is looking at this supplementary community offering that is off Facebook. If you listen to my last podcast episode, you'd understand the gripes that I've got with Facebook at the moment. So uh, I'll, I'll talk about that in some upcoming episodes as well. What this supplementary community will look like off Facebook. So that's it from me. Uh, look forward to catching up with you on the next episode. So we'll talk then. Kilda. And that's another language lesson to add to your get there of knowledge. Hey, could you do me a favor? If you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any other player, could you jump on and leave a rating and a review? When you do, it helps awesome people just like you—people that are starting out learning Tareel Maldi—to find this show even faster. If you want to catch up, I'm always hanging out in the Starting in Tareel Maldi Facebook group, so you can jump over to Facebook, search that, and we can catch up there. And one last thing. If you're ready to get started, if you're looking to take a more formalized approach to learning Tereo Māori, you can check out my self-paced course at startingintereo forward slash self-paced course, or you can check out a link for it in the description of this episode. And that's it from me. I'll see you on the next episode of the Starting in Reo Māori podcast.